everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. <laughs> Took a lot of breath out of me. Uh, I am your host, Michael Dupree Variety Hour. <laughs> <laughs> it is Monday, July 22nd, two days after my fiance's birthday. She's not going to be my fiance anymore in just literally less than two months at the time of the release of this episode. Isn't that wacky doodle? Isn't that crazy? Congratulations. Thank you. It's wonderful. I feel like just yesterday I wasn't engaged. But now I am engaged. Even though it's been it's been two years. I it's I've had a two year long engage or like a year and a half long engagement. It's about time I I put 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 it all down and just get it out of my system. You're talking about the long engagement. You guys were together for ten years. That's true. <laughs> We were together for 10 years. Thanks for bringing it up. You're welcome. But you know what? A lot of those years were spent away from each other. Yeah. You know, I had, you know, boy state camp for a week in, in high school. Oh, not and... the four years where Emily was in Alma College. Oh, yes. There was that too. Emily, yeah. Emily went away for four years uh, to study hieroglyphics. Psychology. Right. They're so similar. <laughs> uh, and communism. No. Uh, uh, no, it was it was. Oh, not. communications. Yeah, you go right. Yeah. Uh, commune, same root word. Same. Uh, same thing. Um, and yeah, now we're getting married. I keep talking about this all year. I've just been talking about it because it's on the brain, guys. What do you like? Like, I there's still, I, I know I'm getting married in two months, but there's still so much I don't understand about like the process of it. I like yeah, like uh, like the whole like marriage license thing, and like what about like you know open enrollment reopening for like health insurance and stuff. yeah oh. like there's all those little things like it, like is there a fafsa for marriage right that you have to right just before you go and you like know? taxes like what how are taxes changing like am i not gonna get the fucking wicked rock hard awesome tax return that i got this year uh-huh. next year because i'm married i have a rock hard so. tax return guys i don't it's, like that term you're using it it's fucking rock hard man <laughs> stop i don't know what to tell you <laughs> Mine was kind of like jelly. It kind of just showed up. We spent it. Yeah. You know, and like a jelly, it disappeared through my hands. Yeah, I was like, mine was kind of like a like a marmalade, I'd say. Mm. Mine mine was like a fine wine. Yeah. Well, red or red or, or white. Because th- it's going to come back to me because it, it was a security deposit for vendors. So oh. uh, for the wedding. So doesn't oh. that come back? Doesn't I that come don't... back or do they keep it? I don't remember. I don't. I don't think you get that. Oh, back. I don't get it back, do I? That's that's houses that you get your security deposit. I don't back. think you get your de- deposit back from vendors. That's probably that's probably true. Is a it's probably applied to a total, right? Like yeah, you yeah pay it them is. More. You see, yeah, you, know you don't have yeah. That is true. That's how it works. <laughs> with, oh, Michael. That's not how it works with a house. With the house security deposit, you put down a thousand dollars, you get a thousand dollars back when you move, or like a rent rental when mm-hmm. you're renting a house. Yep. Not the case with vendors. Not the case See, that's one of those things I'm talking about. Like, I don't know the little things. I just know the big things. Like, getting a DJ, getting a venue, g- 
getting a... There's a lot that goes into a wedding. Uh, what else goes into it? Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot. Photographer. One big photographer, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's coming, guys. Uh, if you've never listened to the Michael the Friday Little Report, it's an art showcasing comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers, podcasters. Uh, never had a sculptor. And I'm sticking to it, guys. Never once and never will. I'm going to find you one. I'm going to find you a sculptor. I don't think so. There's some pretty... <clears throat> Excuse me. There's some pretty interesting sculpting techniques. You know, you could get one of those ones that does like the pelvic tiles or something, or Ooh. as as like you know makes aliens out of pelvic tile. I don't know. I something. think Michael wants someone that makes those little sculpts, like little sculptures that have the little penises. Oh, I do. I want the little penises. He wants us like a bunch of little penises in the studio. I only want penises. <laughs> I see. I, I want you to sculpt a full thing, and I want to be able to take the penises off of them. You could get if you could detachable land detachable penises. Yeah, detachable penises would be great. You could land Warren from the Vandals, mm-hmm. the band, and he does dick everything art, and he's also in the Vandals. You could, we should maybe look into that. Also, we should create an improv troupe called Detachable Penises. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, we're coming up with ideas already. Already. Uh, if you've never listened to the Michael the Pre-Bride Out before, it is our showcase and comedy show where we feed... Wait a minute. You I just said that. I meant to say it's... <laughs> you just It's also the world's only mandatory podcast. It's hot in the studio. It is hot in the studio. Uh, it is very hot. I have these nasty little wet <laughs> napkins that I've been rubbing across my forehead. Poor Michael. Uh, to get... To prevent myself from sweating all over my glasses. Glasses. <laughs> Uh, it's the only world's only mandatory podcast. So, uh, welcome back. <laughs> if you're not a newborn baby, and if you are a newborn baby, and this is the first episode you're listening to, hello, little baby. Hello, you're so pretty. You're so cute. Look at your little face and your little chubby cheeks. Oh, how old's he? Ugh. How old's he? <laughs> oh wow, only three weeks. Wow, well, they're, they're growing so fat. Look those. Those eyelashes, I'm telling you. Stop. No, that's so true. You know, when I had my little one, they were so ugly. I hit them with bricks. (laughs) Anyway. Makes them stronger. Yeah, it makes them stronger. It makes them bolder. Uh, Very Nietzsche. Today is a very fun episode. Today, uh, my co-host, you may recognize her. You may recognize her as uh, the voice of the uh, insurance lady. (laughs) <laughs> on a, on a commercials? No. <laughs> you, you didn't do those? Nope. No? Not me. It sounds just like you. It's not me. Hi, this is Insurance. I'm Lauren Dupree with Insurance. <laughs> it's not it me. sounds just like you. Nope. Not the same Lauren. No? no. I'm Lauren Dupree. It's Born in Redford, Michigan. Nope. <laughs> Brother of Michael and Ray. I mean, sister. Welcome to Insurance. It's not me. It sounds just like you. It's not. Sounds like it could be you. But anyway, her name is Lauren Dupree, brother of Michael and Ray. No, I'm sister. Dang it. I'm I'm, I'm like sister. Sister and Ray. No, what? She is my sister. Uh, she is an improviser in Planet Ant uh, mm-hmm. amongst a regular uh, contributor of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, sketch writer mm-hmm. uh, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're co-hosting today. Okay. How? <laughs> How is your day going? Uh, it's it's going okay. How's your summer going? Uh, I mean it's going cool. I've I've been in a sketch show at Planet Ant. 
It's closed by the time this episode is <clears throat> Yeah, released. well, I was in one, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. It's um, weird and wacky. Yeah, and uh, I hope that there are more coming up in the future. We all hope, Lauren. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any big plans for the summertime? I mean, I hope I do Colony Fest with somebody named Michael Dupree. Colony Fest will have passed at this point. Will it? When mm-hmm. is it? July 22nd. When is Colony Fest? The week before that. Oh, fuck. So yeah, oh, we have a week. We have a week. Have we signed up yet? Not yet. Oh, fuck. Okay. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just real excited uh, for whatever the the fall holds. I feel like this fall is going to be pretty. It's going to be rock and roll. It's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. a feeling. Yeah. So. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're excited to co-host today? Have I had you co-host before? Yeah. Yes. What are you talking about? I couldn't remember. I've done this show for like half of my I life. I didn't know if I'd had you as a, had a co-host before. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think back maybe when we were still doing it in the old studio. The Wayne Radio Studio. Yep. Shut up. Shut up, Wayne State. Shut up, Wayne State. Thanks for giving me my bachelor's degree this winter. Mm-hmm. Be great. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. You excited to finally uh, be almost graduated? Yeah. Are you done with your piano class yet? Yeah. Can I have my piano back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't had a chance, but yeah, all done. How'd it go? It's all right. <laughs> Did you learn any songs? Uh, the, Yeah, this one called Deep Cavern. Oh. Or no, I'm sorry, Deep Tavern. Can you sing, can you do Hot, hot Cross Buns? It go, Hot Cross Buns, Hot Cross Buns. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. If you just... Show me which ones to go. Because every time I heard you practice it, it was just you just did the sound effects. Like, yeah, it was the ooh, ooh, yo, ooh, yo, yo, ooh, yo, ooh, yo, ooh, yo, ooh, and ding, then the little ding, ding. meow, yeah. meow, meow, and then the like the yeah. that's every time that I was around. That's what you were. Uh, and you know what? Doing. That's the kind of piano I live for. Yeah. All right. I want people. That's the future of music. I want people hearing horses gallop away. I want people going. Huh. And then some people go, ha! Like that. Yeah. You know, I want that. That's that's riveting shit. Not like a pew, 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 pew. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Give me a little, give me a little, boom, 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 boom. And then you get a little, go. Go, go. They have yo and go. So I was going, yo, go, yo. Go, yo, go. Yo, and Mama bird. Pri was like doing a little interpretive dance to it. Wow. It was real nice. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Lauren. I hope I hope to you serve it well. I hope so too. I hope you wear the hat well. I hope it's a very large hat on my head. It's time to introduce our guest. <gasps> he is an improviser uh in the, the Detroit area. Uh and he is also the host of Ambient Improv. It is the uh Currently, the limited run uh, show that is on the brand new Incubator podcast, uh, produced by Planet Ant Podcast. Yep. Uh, his name is Justin Vieira. Yep, that's me. Welcome. Hey, great to be here. Super great to be here. Thanks uh, for having me. Yes, it is excellent to have you. I didn't know for the longest time what your real last name was. <laughs> yeah. On social media, it's all, you have a pseudonym. Yeah, I do, um, because, you know, Facebook is a scary place. Yeah, so I'm not going to say what the pseudonym is. (laughs) We won't won't tell you. No, I will. It's uh, Angry Rancor, (gasps) and it's like I've had a band uh, called Angry Rancor, and I just doxed myself, but that's okay, because people who listen to this show are obviously. You didn't give your address. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. It's 11111. 
happy lane. Uh, <laughs> I, you were gonna I say love that area. One 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 road. A road in the world. One yes. road. A very interesting <laughs> road. Yeah, uh, and so you are the host of Ambient Improv, uh, very fun, very different podcast. Uh, but let's take it back. Let's take it back to when you were just a bouncing, bubbling baby boy. Okay. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm originally from Hawaii, actually. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. A little is town it, called Hilo, Hawaii. Is what? it Hawaii or is it or is it Hawaii? Hawaii. Uh, so there's a thing called an okina, which is like a guttural stop, which is like an apostrophe uh-huh. in before the last I, because there's two I's at the end there. Mm. So technically, the n- actual native Hawaiian way to say it is Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah. That sounds like what my, like my uh, Yiddish grandmother would say if I like accidentally forgot to take out the trash. Hawaii? Hawaii! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that, sure. <laughs> sure. But that's so, where I'm man, it's a Hawaii. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> and I'm here in, in uh, just outside of Detroit in Hamtramck. How know. long have you been here? I've been in Michigan for about seven years now. Okay. Wow. Uh, I went to college in Arizona uh, at Arizona State. Oh, it's so hot there. Oh, it is. The gosh darn air. It's so dry. It's like one thirty now in the day. Oh, oh can you imagine? You could bake a whole cake. What do you? On the how street? do you like not just? How do you not just die? Yeah, um, you know, there's air conditioning everywhere, and you outside. Yeah, and all of the bars and like outdoor seating has misters over it, so oh, people perfect. are just yeah, just <laughs> just a bunch of big dudes. It's <laughs> like that. It's like that thing in the produce aisle. Just like every so often, the misters go off and just water everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah, misters. Cedar Point. When you're sitting there, and all of a sudden they turn on the misters, and you're just right next to it, and you're like getting blasted in the head right mm-hmm. you don't want to get too close you want to be the optimal amount of space so you're getting a mist but not a yes. spray so yes. are, is all your fam still over there um some of my fam is there my parents still live there okay. i have a brother um some of my sisters live on the two of my sisters live on the west coast okay um so we're kind of all over the place i've got some aunts that are closer to the east coast um around pennsylvania all right and yeah, aunts really are scattered yeah, everywhere all over the place. yeah we our family is like entirely in michigan or like uh dad's side is like just down in like well, Louisiana. we have time. yeah there's michigan up and then like upstate new york too though we still have some family oh, there yeah. i don't even yeah. know them though there's goods and, you know, bads to all of that. It's like when we get together, it feels like, uh, you know, s- such a such a blessing and uh, mm-hmm. for a while. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like uh, if we're all living together, it's like we just get really used to the feeling of uh, being together. And also there's like some very interesting things. Like my sisters on the West Coast, when we talk, they tell me all about the different West Coast climates and going like Big Sewer and, you know. Mm-hmm. Going out in the wilderness in Oregon and all these kind of oh, stuff. That's so and, cool. And my parents are always like calling me and going, "It was what? It was negative five? Oh my god, we would die! It was sixty degrees and we're walking around in heavy coats here." Oh my god! Yeah, it's Hawaii <laughs> yeah, that life. Sounds like heavy my coats. freaking dream, man. Mm, it's a type of dream, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember it was like thirty-eight degrees here, and I was like, "Finally, I can wear shorts. I can wear uh, <laughs> no jacket." Yeah. Have you acclimated to the weather? Yeah, I'm quite acclimated now. I know uh, where to go and where not to go, and you know when when I'm overheated, what to do. When I'm like over cold, what to do. Yeah, get ice cream. Get a slurpee I, from Seven Eleven. I uh, 
I'm I, I I feel like such a like a fatty for saying this, but like one time I was like actually overheating at work, uh, and I was like I don't know what to do, and I just like went to the ice cream parlor down the street and got a big vanilla cone. Yep, and it totally worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, cause yeah, cause it cools your body down like instantly, cause all that ice cream going down. You yeah, know? I mean, I also could just drink ice water, <laughs> but that might work too. Yeah, but you also you're like I'm I don't feel good. I want a little treat. Yeah, give me treat. Yeah. yeah. What's your flavor? Fla- flavor. What's your What's your flavor? My flavor. Uh, my favorite flavor. Honestly, uh, I've been. I hadn't liked chocolate for a long time, but I really like chocolate now. I feel mm. like chocolate really grows on me. Uh. Um, but of all time is uh, mint chocolate chip. Mint, mint chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. Uh, That's right. I think hmm. I think ice cream is the only place that I can tolerate mint flavor. Okay. Yeah. Everywhere else, it's like you don't toothpaste. like Andy's mints. No. Oh, I fucking mm. love Andy's mints, man. Those are good. I don't like any. I mean, I. It's not like I hate them. I'll eat yeah, it if it's I love in front Andy's of me. Mints. Uh, Get a little bit on your hotel pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Michael loves hotels. One. I. Yeah, I really do love hotels. I would live in a hotel if I could, and if it didn't ruin. I imagine living in a hotel would probably ruin living in a hotel. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I love the the soft pillows, and the 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 sheets. Yeah, I don't know what it is about, like, staying in a hotel. Like, I love it where you're like, oh, my gosh, we're in a hotel. Like, let's get, like, chicken wings and watch Family Feud because it's all that's on. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just, like, hear the weird people outside talk about weird stuff. I love it. Oh, what the pussies. Hey, that Jenny was over there, and uh, she's gone. She's gone. Oh, my God. Have I ever told you about the time I got locked out of my hotel room at, like, 2 in the morning? No. What happened? Uh, so Emily and I were coming back from North Carolina, mm-hmm. and we stopped at this like nice Holiday Inn in uh, uh, Pen- like outside of Pennsylvania somewhere, uh-huh. like in the mountains. Um, and we, uh, you know, we went and saw the movie Adrift, uh, by at the the movie theater next door, and it was a lot of fun. We came back. Emily immediately fell asleep. Uh, as she does, yeah, she's, and she'll fall asleep in the car right home. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, uh, I decided that I wanted to get like a little pizza from the kiosk in the front of the place. Okay. So I went down there and I grabbed the pizza and I bought it with money, and I had, <laughs> I had Emily's flip flops on because I didn't feel like putting my shoes oh, on. So I'm walking Christ. around in these tiny little like, uh, Michael like, women's flip flops and. And just like my basketball shorts and <laughs> are they pink? Are her flip flops pink? They were some sort of like I just like the clash of color. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but I'm like just kind of like waddling in them because they're like so tight. And I don't know how to walk in flip flops in general. Like if yeah. I'm wearing like I'm wearing sandals, the ones that go over the foot. Right. But I can't walk in flip flops. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, so I go back up to my room and I realize I don't have my freaking card key key, key card on me. So I'm like trying to like knock on the door, but not too loud to wake up everyone else. But Emily is hopeless. Yeah, she won't wake up to it. Try calling her. Literally, like we'll be screaming in the living room, and Emily's just passed out. It's like, how do you sleep through that? Uh And uh, key card uh, not there. I try calling her, not answering. Her phone's right next to her. Uh, So I end up calling the front desk and saying like, "Hey, I forgot my key." uh, My card, and they made a new one for me, and they just let me go in. But they didn't like verify. My like that it was you and mm. it was Emily's name on the room like oh. she had reserved the room and I'm just like some dude wandering around in like women's flip flops like, <laughs> with a fucking the, mini pizza with a frozen mini pizza like can you I let need me to in get in the room, room? 2am I lost my keys 
and he's and he just like walks up. He, he like meets me halfway. He doesn't even like let me in the room himself. Uh-huh. And he's just like here you go, and he passes me the key, and I go in there. And I murdered my fiance. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Of well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they knew that you. It's weird. I don't know because they know that there was another person in the room with her. Mm. So it wasn't the the guy who didn't check us in. Oh, it wasn't the same person that checked us in. And this pizza is instant credibility. Just you have yeah. a pizza. It's like he wouldn't be so doing you, any of this. If you want to sneak into someone's room in a hotel, <laughs> just bring a DiGiorno <laughs> mini pizza with you and walk around in women's flip flops and say, I didn't get a, I lost my key to room 238. <laughs> because no one would be doing that in their right minds. No. So. You'd have no. to have lost your key. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is your endorsement from the Michael the Free Friday Hour. <laughs> Do what you want. I love that story. Do what you will. Pizza's over. Uh, and then I walked in there. And I stormed in the room. Walked up to Emily's phone. Turned it up all the way. It, it was on before, but it was like it just now was if it happens yeah. again, she'll definitely answer it. And I got just, so, I was so mad. And then I ate my mini pizza and I watched Family Feud. Did you actually watch Family Feud? I don't know if oh. it was something like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Justin, what is your uh, history with improvisational comedy? Yeah, so I've done uh, some shows uh, at the different theaters, planted at, you know, a little bit at Go Comedy uh, mm-hmm. quite a few times. Uh, took a bunch of classes, uh, mostly at Go, taking a bunch of workshops at Planet Ant, uh, a couple over at Pointless. Have you taken any of Jamie Moyer's workshops? Oh, God, I wish. Oh, she is so I've taken amazing. One with her. Have you? I've it been wanting awesome. to. I've just always been so broke when she's in town. It's just never worked out yeah. on the schedule for me. But Same. Yeah. yeah. I love, I, oh, I love it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. And <laughs> she's like, she's. It's amazing that she just gets like more and more gigs, and we see her more and more yeah. lately. Yeah, she's just, like she'll just play these small little cameos. Like she was in um, Bob's uh, Bob, Well, yeah, she was in Bob's, but she was in the uh, Two Broke Girls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's like, writing a Nickelodeon television show. Yeah, that's she phenomenal. Is. Lego mm-hmm. City Undercover, I think. Is what it's I called. think that's what. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or Lego City Adventures, I think is what. I might thought. Be. Well, because she was on one of those. Like she was a cameo on yeah, one of them. She's a, she's a writer on the new one. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. That's so awesome. She's amazing. Love that. She's uh, always on uh, Spontaneation, like has like five, six episodes or something mm-hmm. with wow. Jamie Moyer. She's always hilarious on them. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun to listen to, like when amazing. you're on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Like just, just listen to Spontaneation. It's just like, it's great. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so you uh, you've done things at Planet Ant. You've done some workshops. What is uh what what draws you to uh, improv? I uh, the conceptually, I think it's it's just a really nice thing to, you know, not have to prepare uh, to have some ground rules for like creativity, uh, creating characters, and just get better at being uh, kind of absent of brain, but also very present yeah. in the yeah, situation. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, and I think really that's so applicable to every single thing we do in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's been phenomenally worthwhile. And it, this is probably the same spiel a lot of people have about improv. You know, it's like you just have this feeling that uh, because it's it's kind of a unique thing. Like you 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 do prepare, but you don't in a sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's very. That's a lot of the draw for me. I like the difference of like performing with like because doing a sketch show, like you're like okay, I have to have all my lines and like my cues and what I'm doing with transitions, and then with like improv, you're like, I just gotta know not what like not what to do, you know, and like how to keep the scene going and not like denying people and you know keeping support. The thing about improv though is like I feel like it's made me a better sketch and like yeah i would agree with that too like Mm. and like even just like memorizing lines you'd think it wouldn't because like you know improv you don't memorize lines but 
with improv, I feel like I've uh, I've started to understand the flow and like the logic of scenes and dialogue a lot mm-hmm. more. Uh, so remembering lines for me, like I like I have. I've had I don't have a problem. That I, yeah, I just remember my lines really easily now. Yeah, I there was, like. yeah, like I, when I did Blazio Temple Part 1, uh, there was this really short scene that didn't, like, I had a lot of lines in it. It's actually the scene that Ellen does now uh, mm-hmm. in the show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, I looked at the script once, and I'm like, oh, I have this memorized now. And it was like, it's just, it's like, it's really cool, like, especially, like, um, I did the 25-hour improvathon at Planet Ant uh, the first year. And that taught me so much about myself and, like, what I do while I'm performing and, like, what to do and how to handle yourself. Because, like, I, like, like there was four of us. We're called the Frozen Four. And we all hallucinated during it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, we all, I'm like, I guys, I saw, like, uh, we I saw someone come in. I don't know if you know Shamar Hodges. He, like, hangs out at Planet all the time. Uh, but I saw him walk in. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, Shamar's here. And then I looked at Mike McGettigan, looked back. Shamar was not there. And wow. he, it was there was nobody. There was nobody. And it was like, it wouldn't make sense for Shamar to be there at that time anyway. So there was just nobody there. And it was just my tired brain that had been going for probably like 12 to 16 hours at that point. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Sleep. Do you think that was just, yeah, kind of sleep deprivation or was there like a spiritual undercurrent happening in the room? I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I definitely was sleep deprived and I was hungry. I had had like a lot of bagels. Uh, but uh yeah i mean it was it was one of the coolest experiences i've ever had in my entire life like um it was actually the whole reason i did the whole thing was because of mike mcgettigan hmm. um like probably 6 hours into it i'd say probably, yeah, probably 6 hours i was i was calling it i was about to leave and uh, cuz like there was times where people could you know you could just leave after the set was over uh so it's like okay like who's leaving this round and then mike mcgettigan looked at me and went do pre stay in and mm-hmm. i'm like all right, and I stayed the whole time, and it was me, Mike McGettigan, Audra Jance, and Darren Shelton that did it the mm-hmm. whole round. And then oh. the next year, like double the amount of people, actually almost triple the amount of people did it that time. So wow. that's awesome. That's like yeah. a super star crew. <laughs> it's yeah, Planet it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you uh, have taken your love um, and passion for improv, and uh, you've you combined it with this uh, Planet Ant podcast. Uh, the wonderful people who we distribute this podcast through. Um, by the way, if you like Planet, this episode, this podcast, you might like Fumbling Around with Tom Steinman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you might also like uh, the new show Sandwich Talk uh, with uh, Carlos, mm-hmm. where he talks about sandwiches. Yeah. Delicious. Yum, yum, yum. Isn't there like a music one, too? Yes, yeah, best talk- song ever. Yeah. Uh, where they review and talk about their favorite songs of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, great, a lot of great stuff on Planet Ant Podcast, and there's a lot more fun stuff coming down the pike, including this Incubator Podcast. So the Incubator Podcast, uh, why don't, Justin, why don't you t- take it away? What is this Incubator Podcast? And and then kind of explain what the uh, Ambient Improv podcast. Yeah, sure. It's the improv- the improvis- uh, Incubator excuse me, Podcast is uh, our program for generating uh, new shows, and the way we're, we've kind of brainstormed and came together, and we're doing that is you pitch a show, uh, if it sounds like kind of a good idea, something that kind of fits within the network, you do a six-episode run of your show, and we put it up under the Incubator program on planetpodcast.com. And uh, if you decide that you want to go forward uh, with it and you want to keep making that, it becomes its own show. 
uh, granted, it works in the parameters of the network, which are very loose. It's like you have to release on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And that's mostly it. Of course, that you can't uh, be... You know, promoting like genocide or right. yeah. horrible things. You have to be obviously. a good, decent person you have to have on your podcast. You have to have at least 100 episodes before you start promoting genocide. Right. <laughs> of course. Of course. That's the threshold. You got to be yeah. grandfathered. That's, that's why I get away with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically the incubator program. And so I was very lucky to be the first of it. And we did some promotional, uh, some new promotional things to. Um, jumpstart the program in the incubator program we're having next uh detroit and dragons which is jessica cooper's podcast oh, nice. yeah. i love her and mm-hmm. uh she she actually has two and she's yeah she's phenomenal she's great uh, as a person uh, as an improviser you know as a host so mm-hmm. i'm we're all really excited yeah, for that she has great energy so like anything she brings to the table i feel like she has good. been a super instrumental piece of the planet Amp oh podcast, she definitely yeah uh, definitely. crew uh so shout out to jessica cooper jessica and cooper so, we friggin love you what is this new show she's detroit and dragons yeah so it's a dungeons and dragons and i believe she's the gm but very much at least she facilitates oh, it yeah mm-hmm. yeah because their their big troop dusty bunny uh would play uh dungeons and dragons and i think jb would be the the ringleader for that I think. <laughs> he, both of you guys have gotten the word wrong it's dm <laughs> DM. I, I like ringleader and i'm gonna use that i am the ring captain. hello yeah governor Okay, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I am the de facto god of this here realm. <laughs> uh, very cool. So, but let's talk about your uh, your run that you've had, uh, the Ambient Improv. It's, it's had all six episodes posted yep. so far, so you can go check them all out. But what is the uh, concept of this? So the concept of Ambient Improv is that we set up kind of conditions for sort of a traditional improv set, but not really in that we've got uh, ambient sound from various uh, locations, like, say, uh, beach or uh, side of the road somewhere. Like, we did one that was a uh, recording of the side of the road on uh, 8 Mile, which I went out and stood there <laughs> in the cold with my uh, Zoom H6 oh, mic. Wow. Yeah, and got a little bit of frostbite on my fingers, oh. uh, felt like. And uh, then we brought it in, and uh, myself and Mitch Haba, Adam Brody, we did a set over that. So we kind of just play the track of the the ambient sounds, the soundscape, and then we do improv over that. And, and it works kind of like standing up in front of a crowd and getting kind of a random location get. We set it right. up like, so I've got a bunch of ambient soundscapes set up and then we randomly pick one just by picking a number and then I, I play it um and that's how it works and it's worked I think it's been really fun every time we've yeah. done it so far that sounds like a lot of fun yeah <laughs> very cool uh so I was thinking that uh it, you know we're all improvisers here so it might be cool to do a good a cool like 10 minute sample of uh, what people can expect from ambient improv and then go go check it out on your own uh, so what do you think, Justin? You want to take it over and host <coughs> this edition of Ambient Improv? Sure. Sure, I could do that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely could do that. Right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> right now. All right. Doing it right now. Okay, Am- we'll do it. Oh, Here's the intro. Ambient Improv, improv. Podcast. <laughs> Ambient Improv Podcast. I like it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Michael Dupree, for uh, providing that phenomenal intro track for us uh, that uh, was a acapella version of our normal <laughs> ambient improv 
intro, which yeah. I think worked out really well. I think worked out really well. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> and so we've got Michael Dupree and Lauren Dupree here for this ambient improv set. And uh, I'm sure you know all about them, uh, the fantastic hosts uh, of the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael. Michael every time, Lauren quite a bit of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Lauren, uh, give me a number between 10 and 14 um, okay. so I, we can, I can cue up that soundscape. I'll do 11. 11, great choice. And so we take you to Soundscape number 11, uh, which has been randomized. We don't, none of us know exactly what that is or what the scene's going to be. And we're going to do an improv set over that ambient soundscape. Here goes. Well, 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 you've returned, my dear children. It's about damn time. I'm just happy to be here, y'all. You know it's been a very long time since I've decided to let anyone in my swamp. And you come here with, what are these, presents? Fishing poles. We wanted bond with you. Mm-hmm. We just want to catch a couple perch, maybe cod, put them over a good fire, talk about life. Is there any problem with that? After all these years, you come back to your dear mother after what you've done to me. We just wanted to go to college. We wanted a good oh. life. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go and see the world. how did that work out for you? I met Pierce Morgan at a Jimmy John's. He was kind of a cool guy, but kind of also not. He had a little bit of a tood. You think trying to show off your impressive celebrity rogues gallery is going to impress your dear sweet mother? I'm just kind of worried about you because your voice is sounding extra raspy this time around. I've been Mom. smoking a lot of cigarettes since you bastards left me. You might want to lay off the cigarettes. Might want to lay it. It's really but not I good. I will smoke when and where I want to. Well, that's the old prerogative. Listen, we aren't coming here for a hipping, hollering, old good time, all right? We came here for family business, uh -huh. all right? What do you want from me? We want your support, we want your love, and we want your family hospitality. That's all we're asking for. And we want you to stop taking out credit cards in our names, mama. Oh, yeah. is that what you want? I birthed you both from my lord. All right, but I, the, the last time I want Sephora calling me, telling me I'm $600 over my limit. Well, maybe you should pay the Sephora limit. I don't use Sephora, I use Ulta. You're telling me I birthed you from my loins. Raised you in a house for 18 years and you can't support my spending habits. Not when it comes at 4 a.m. and you're saying, if you don't let me buy this leftover Meyer chicken at 4 a.m. with your credit card, I'm burning the Meyer down. What? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Mama, I don't want the iPod store 
calling me anymore and being like, you got your 80th copy of Fruit Ninja. 80? I mean, how many times do you got to slice fruit in Every a day? Every time I get a new phone, I needed to get a new copy of Fruit Ninja. That's not true. It stays on your cloud. Well, who remembers their Apple ID? You, we, we gave you that notepad. I got you that nice notepad from Hallmark. Oh, so now you're telling me your charity is accepted. What? Mama, we're family, all right? I want to sit down. I want to have a good time. You want to attack your dear sweet mother. No, no. We want to give you the right way of life. Mm-hmm. That's right. What do you think, Carter? What do you want from me? I think you should stop buying things on the credit cards you make in my name, you know? It's what? like, are you afraid of your credit score going down now that you're yeah. some kind of big lawyer? I'm ready to start my nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Well, then start your nuclear family, you communist. I, well, that, that's, not, that's a little low. I, I, you know, all right, fine. We're going to pack up our fishing poles. Mm-hmm. We're going to get going. You can just stay in your swamp. Oh, you're going to leave now. You came all this way. You're not even going to come inside and have some sweet pork cracklings with me. I'm trying to get dinner so I can cook it for you here in the bayou. I don't need your charity. I just need some pork cracklings and a conversation with my children. It's This is impossible. This is absolutely impossible. It's like talking to a damn dirty brick wall. All right? Carter, you were always my favorite. Will you talk some sister into talk some sense into your sister? Mm, well, tell you what, I mean, Jane. Um, Carter, don't even act like you weren't on my side two seconds ago before we started this. Don't even act, Carter. You have to. You have to just demand. Let him what, talk. No, Janie. no, you don't let him talk. He's his own person. You're trying to tell him to tell me when he needs to tell you. See, this is this is the problem with being the only boy in the family. You know, everybody want me to be like a peacemaker. Everybody want me to be muscle. I ain't I ain't no muscle. This is not what I'm about. I just want it to be right. You're not even standing up for your own mother. It because he's I done. I spit on you. Mm. Oh, Mom. that was brown. I mean, I came out of your spit, but I don't want to go back to it, I'll tell you what. Wait, you came out of her spit? Yeah, isn't that how it works? Anyways, Mom, listen, I wasn't coming here for the, again, a hip, hollering, all good time. I wanted family. I wanted a little bit of maybe Judge Judy tomorrow morning and and pancakes at noon, all right? And I just want things to go back to how when I was five, You'd get up and say, hey, you Jane, you sound good. Give me a chicken. Like, come on. And I just want that. Here you go. You get in the barn. That's what I hear every morning. Before- you reminded me of when you, all, when you both were little and you, you sat on my knees and, and you loved me and you told me you loved me and you didn't just ask me to stop paying all your credit cards in your name and you loved me. Them was good days, Mom. I'm telling you. Listen, Mama, you just need to stop with your habits and everything will go back to... Well, that's all I have. All I have is my butt-spinning habits. You both left me. You what can do I come, have? Come to NYU with us. Uh-huh. Come to New York. Come to the big city. We got all I, the things. I have no big city, lady. We got pizza. Mm-hmm. We got bagels. I wear alligators for shoes. We can wear alligators for shoes. We can do. No. We can wear alligators for coats, hats, underwear, mm-hmm. whatever you want. 
We can find a taxidermist on any corner in New York City. We can find a taxidermist in any alleyway, too. He claims he's a taxidermist. He'll stuff whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You think they would accept me over there? Oh, my God. You already accepted. We had your we had your picture all up in all the bars, and there was like, where is Mama at? Mm-hmm. Where's Mama? You do a they, minor celebrity. Do they have a Nordstrom rack there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. They have 12. Mm-hmm. Almost every corner. Almost every corner. Same next to McDonald's. It's like a duo. You got Nordstrom Rack McDonald duos in NYU. They have half McDonald's, half Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So you can go get yourself a Nordstrom Rack and then go get yourself a McDon. Yeah. Here's the best part, Mom. They sell cigarettes. In the Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. Vending machines. Uh-huh. That sounds great. They got vending machines where you can get a baby in them. Uh-huh. Whole baby. The whole baby. This is distracting from the fact that you abandoned me. You haven't even apologized to that. You both know what you did. You ran out in the middle of the night and left me a little note that says, NYU bound. And Right, and we said, here's your one-way ticket next to it underneath. You didn't see the one-way ticket underneath? I Mm -hmm. threw up when I saw the first note, so I didn't see anything that might have been underneath it. You threw up on the one-way ticket. That was Mm. expensive. It was. Well, you could have told me in person. Well, what, what do you think? Car- Carter wanted to, and we wanted to, but we knew you'd freak. Yeah, we know you're going to freak out of us. You never let us go. All you do is come out here and smoke and fish some days for the whole day. You know, it's like, it's a lot for us. We wanted to live our hashtag best life. I do other things. I wanted to go see Broadway, Mama. Sometimes mm-hmm. I rub my bare ass on an oak tree. No one ever talks about that. Why do you do that, Mama? Because it feels good. I bet it doesn't. feels great. It probably feels like Ben Gay real good. Yeah, if your asshole's not calloused. Is your asshole calloused? It is now. Oh. Thanks to you kids. We weren't the ones that telling you to rub your bare ass on an oak tree. Yeah. You guys came out my asshole. I said tie the yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, not tie your asshole around the old oak tree. She did say that, I heard. I love Tony Orlando. I did not wake up today expecting to be bombarded and attacked by two ungrateful children. We said we're coming over with fishing poles. Get Mm. ready. I threw up all over my phone when I saw you texting me. Mm. I text you every Monday. Throw up every time. That's why I get so many iPhones and so many copies of Fruit Ninja. I text you like once a month on the first on the first Wednesday usually. Yes, I love it every time, sweetie. Thank that you so much. That is rude. It's courteous because at least the messages he sends me are actually asking me about my day and other. I'm than, calling hey, Mom, you. Please stop t- stop spending money in my I'm name. I'm calling you. I say hi, Mama. I'm calling you to hear your voice because I love your voice. Your voice sends. Absolute happiness everywhere in my life. That's true. You judged my voice the first minute. Because you I'm had worried the about your. I'm worried about 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 the cigarettes. Uh-huh. I'm starting to be worried about the cigarettes too, Mom. <gasps> Carter, how could you do this to me? Mm. I mean, I got I got feelings too. You know, my- I'm not. I know you raised me to be strong, but sometimes I cry. Sometimes I cry, no. and sometimes I cry about the cigarettes. No, Carter. The other day, I, I I walked into the room, and he it was a puddle of <gasps> tears, and I said, Carter, oh my God, what what could it be? And he turned, and his eyes were redder than the red could ever be red, and he says, 
cigarettes. And that's all he could say. That's true. That's all he could say to me. I didn't know you felt that way, son. I can't tell you, mama. It's like, you know, it, it's hard, you know, because you raised me to be such a strong boy. To be Like you told me, like, people going to hit you. People going to spit on you. People going to kick you. They going to piss on you. Uh, and you just gotta take it. Mm. And you spit on him, Mama. And I pissed on him. And you pissed on him. But she trained me to take it. Mm. I calloused him up to it. I just, I don't know. I think we could all come to some type of reconciliation here. And, you know, you could come to NYU. You could, you could come and stay. We got a nice house and enough room. Maybe you're right. And we could go, and then what we could do is we could go get free seats to Jimmy Fallon and throw <gasps> tomatoes at him. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. I'd love to do that. When he does that, like, thank you note thing, and he stops midway, and he sits there for a second. And he starts It's laughing. like, just get going. And he starts laughing. Quit at laughing at every joke you make, son. I think NYU would be great. Could I judge people there? You could judge anybody. Could I judge Judy? You could judge, you judge, could judge Judy. Judy. Thing I'm in. Thank God. Thank God. God bless us, everyone. See? Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> wow, that was fun. <laughs> My throat hurts a little I'm bit now. Keep talking in a southern accent. Wow. That was a great voice. That was a blast. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, now it's time to move on to our next segment. Uh, please uh, enjoy this uh, short, harrowing tale of the feces phantom. We'll be back after this. Listen, Marty, I haven't been coming to this bar for 16 years for you to treat me this way. Luann, you can't come in here dressed like that, acting like you own the place. We have policies here. Oh, big hot shot man. Don't act like what I'm wearing doesn't fall under your policy. Your right butt cheek is hanging out. I understand that you want to express yourself with the body, but it's a health violation. In all of my years, I've never been told that my ass was a health violation. Don't feel bad, Luann. My ass, too, is a health violation. <gasps> it's true, Luann. You see, everyone has a dirty ass. But, but, but what about my lavender-scented body wash? It gets into all the crevices. It's never enough. Don't you see? Poop is everywhere. Poop is here. Poop is there! On your $20 bill in your wallet, in the hand dryers, in the bathroom! Nobody, even you, Luann, is safe from the cold, wet wrath of feces. <coughs> Sorry to be the one to tell you. I mean, it's helpful, right? Poop is poop. It, it can't harm us too much. It's far more complicated than that, my dear. It gets even deeper. You see, feces stem from a being far more powerful than us. When you see or experience feces, it's a working of, of... Of what, Marty? Spit it out. I've got Zumba later. The feces phantom. The feces phantom? Shh! Luann, if she hears her name, the amount of feces that we'll be responsible for is incalculable. Marty, relax. The feces phantom cannot be real. Feces is natural. Human nature. Science. She's here. You really got us into some doo-doo now, Luann. <laughs> Foolish mortals. Defend your derrieres. It is I, the feces phantom. <laughs> oh. Oh, 
Oh my, she's horrifying. Covered in poo and corn and oh, so much TP. Who uses that much TP? Your Highness, please spare us. <clears throat> Luann was obviously out of line and completely idiotic. Please don't do what you do do so well. Oh, it will be done. It is written in the cards. The feces of your children and your children's children shall be forever tainted with the smell of burnt rubber and old chorizo. Your soul will be ripped asunder and left in the festering toilet of David Duchovny's hairstylist. Excuse me, Miss the Feces Phantom. I, I just want to say how wonderful I think your determination is. It's it's really inspirational and motivational to women as a whole. And I really think the way you insert yourself into everyone's daily life really promotes your cause. Be heard, sister. Don't let the man take you down. Uh, thank you. I just wanted someone to understand. It's not about the feces, you know? It's about the passion behind it. I love making people feel relaxed and free of the pressure in their bowels, but then I get reprimanded when the said person has diarrhea after eating a heaping pile of Taco Bell. I'm not the one to chose to eat a bean burrito. I'm just here for passing a poop. Nobody ever asks me how my day is. Nobody ever even offers me a drink. Could I get you a drink? Yeah, gross. <laughs> gross, dude, men. Let's get out of here. Let's go somewhere where men aren't going to hit on us. Or shame us for how much our butt cheek is showing. Or for how much poop is dripping from our chins. Sounds good to me. I think I have hepatitis now. Wow, that was a terrifying story. Riveting. Riveting stuff. But it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. I'm joined here by my sister, Lauren Dupree. Hi. And ambient improv host, Justin Vieira. Hello. Justin, do you know if there's any plans to continue ambient improv at all? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to continue it. So uh, I'm also the webmaster for Planet and Podcast, oh, and I wow. do all the web presence and all that sort of technical mumbo jumbo. So uh, really, all there is to do is make a new website, and I've already got two episodes in the bin that just need to be edited. Very and cool. Keep... I want to be on it. I would love to have all of you on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Including our next guest. Uh, so wait, would you have a timeline of when that might be happening? Um, people can expect it. I know I was about to move on, but I really want to know. Yeah, definitely within the next couple of weeks. I don't Sweet. have exact date, but definitely within the next couple. Of How weeks. can people find it? Uh, people can find it by going to planetantpodcast.com. Currently, the current episodes are planetantpodcast.com slash incubator. Mm -hmm. Or you can go onto the Planet Ant Podcast Facebook, and there's a lot of links to it because we just yeah. did all of our promo. A blitz for the incubator program explaining all that we've got a cute little video it's very um, cute and in the future it'll be planet podcast slash ambient improv mm -hmm. yeah and uh yeah follow it for updates uh but now we're moving on to our next guest uh he is a supernatural true crime podcaster uh so he is uh another uh, podcaster that is, is joining us on the show today uh so please welcome asland archibald hi Hi, Asland. The oh. air in the studio is thick oh, and God. wet. Oh. Like the Florida wetlands. Could it just be because Michigan's a bitch? Could be. It could be. Mm. Or maybe. Maybe it's just our energy. Maybe there's something strength. more sinister oh. in the room. Ooh. Oh. I'm getting chills. I'm getting chills, too. Mm-hmm. I've lived my entire life with chills. <laughs> they call me Chilly Billy. But your name's Asland. Not my given name. 
Oh, your your given name is Billy. Obviously. William. Is, is it Billy or is it William? It is William. Uh-huh. William H. Archibald. Wow. That's a nice name. Uh, so, Aslan Archibald, you're a host of the uh, S- uh, Supernatural True Crime pro- Podcast. I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, uh, it's quite easy. Uh-huh. It's The Beasts Within. Oh, okay, that's pretty easy. I yes. don't know why it was so hard for me to read. <laughs> I think it was because of the accent. Yeah. So, Aslan, what what made you decide to do the beast within and not the beast like without or something like oh, that? Oh, you know? wow. Well, Good question. It's an allegory, oh. really, for every human soul oh. has a beast within. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Verifying. Absolutely. Uh, and what inspired you to create this podcast? Well, I'd say it was less of an inspiration and more of a jolt to the brain. Mm. Did like an occurrence happen to you? Did some type of event spark the, yes. the need to do it? Yes, it did. Yeah. What when was I it? was a six-year-old boy, oh. my father was abducted by aliens <gasps> in oh. the British Isles. <gasps> I saw it with my own eye. <gasps> Can you describe the, um, the, your, the vehicle? Well, the vehicle came... At the speed of light, oh. shooting over a body of water, <gasps> displacing the mist into the trees. Oh. Mm. Oh. I shuddered as I looked up yeah, and saw a flying saucer oh. with tiny discs floating around what I can only describe as windows. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Through the scary. window, oh I could see tiny gray figures moving about, pushing buttons on a control board. <laughs> a beam came down and engulfed my father. Mm, oh no. no. In a blinding white light. Oh. Whoa. Soon, the rocks and the water started lifting towards the craft. Uh Mm -hmm. My father looked at me and said, Run, boy. My destiny has come. (laughs) Is this a joke to you? No, No, that's exactly what he said, though. Yes. He kept his cool and he just looked down at you? Or was he screaming in terror? This was not his first scrap with an alien creature. What was what was his? Did he, did he ever tell you what he first scrapped with an alien creature was? Yes. Once, he was in a pub in Wales. Whoa! That's all he said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the the alien. He said the foreigners did it again. Oh. He survived though. He did. Did he survive the the second encounter that you experienced? I haven't seen him since. Oh, no. Wow. So he was just ascending into the air and he just, my destiny has come. Yes. Run, okay. And then he was sucked into the spacecraft. And just like that, they were gone. That's amazing. That's terrifying. Terrifying, yes. I was only a young boy. I ran back to my house to tell my mother what I had seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I opened my mouth, she said, Shut your fucking yapper, boy. Oh I'm God. trying to sleep. So you couldn't even tell her. Wow. No. Oh, man. I'm my scared. mother doesn't like me much. 
Did oh. you ever get a chance to tell her what happened to your father? I did. I wrote her a letter at the age of 24. She never asked about it before that? She only responded with my birth certificate. <laughs> Wait. She just mailed you your birth certificate? She did, but it was burnt to a crisp. <laughs> How did you know it was your birth certificate then? Because she wrote a secondary letter that said, <laughs> this is your burnt birth certificate. It's amazing. Rude. Yeah, but also rude. Rude, yes, but also perhaps supernatural. <laughs> Don't, do you think so? Yes. For my mother died 15 years ago. <laughs> Is my mother's death a joke to you? No. No. Wow. I come here all the way from Britain, and you blokes are over here laughing your bloody heads off <laughs> at my story. Sorry, we thought of something else earlier that was funny. Yeah, and we were, we, we just did improv, so we're still like, like giggly from that. Thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. From the show. sorry, we're so sorry. I'm sorry. My life isn't filled with comedy. It's filled with tragedy uh-huh. and monsters. So you received a letter from your mother who had been deceased for 15 years. Yes. That involved a burnt birth certificate, and it just says, this is your burnt birth certificate. Correct. Anything else in the letter? Yes. Oh. A lock of her hair. Oh. I could tell by its taste. Oh. Wow. Mm. Taste. Yep. Yes. As a young boy, after my father was taken, I would suckle on her hair. Oh, for my. any source of normalcy. How did your mother pass, if you don't mind me asking? My mother died in a very supernatural way. Okay. Out in Gloucestershire, mm-hmm. in a field one night, I had driven her out to look at the stars. We threw down a blanket and stared up into outer space, hoping for a glance of my father. Uh-huh. When all of the sudden, we heard howls in the distance. I thought, oh no, werewolves. As one does. As the clouds dispersed, we could see a full moon overhead. I turned to my mother and said, it's about to get bloody. Uh Uh-huh. And you were right, right? I was. I said, Mother, let's get back to our car. Yeah. So we ran as fast as we could. But as we were going, I lost the grip of her hand. I looked back, and she was gone. Oh, God, no. When in the distance, I saw the rustling of trees in a forest. Mm-hmm. I heard her screams. Oh. And she said, Go the fuck away, boy. I knew she was yelling at a werewolf. It's really sad. I am so sorry. And then what did you do? Did you just continue to run? No. I ran into the woods to look for the remains of my mother. Mm -hmm. Upon the ground, I saw blood. Lots of blood. How much blood? The bloodiest blood. A lot of blood. Pools of it. Pools of it. I bent down 
inserted my finger and tasted the blood. Oh, yes you do. It tasted like A1 barbecue sauce. Mm. But I knew that was tainted by the werewolf. Oh. Wow. So you think he used A1 on your mom? No, oh. I think he ate her, and the bacteria in her blood made it taste like A1 steak sauce. So you had a bunch of bacteria-filled blood. No, my mother did. No, but you tasted it. Do you yes, do you I ever, did. Do you ever fear that you might be yourself become a werewolf from tasting tainted werewolf blood? I'm not at liberty to say, but every now and again, when there's a full moon, I can feel myself getting a little aroused. Oh, well, it's the full moon right now. I know. <laughs> Trust me. My body knows before even the moon does. Interesting. So interesting. That's spooky. Thank you. It's really riveting. Uh, so you started this podcast, uh, and uh, what what challenges have you faced since... Uh, because your podcast, you kind of uh, on, you explore a lot of like controversial areas of the world. I would say so. Uh, and what kind of experience have you had, like backlash? Well, I like to delve into areas that people had a hard time believing. Mm-hmm. So I think my biggest setback would be the non-believers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Always. Which, as I sit around this table, I can't help but feel that at least two of you. <laughs> Do not believe. I definitely believe. So I, yeah, I think I'm one of the two. <laughs> I'm from a very spiritual family, so. So are you saying you're a non-believer? No, no. I'm saying my uncle was literally possessed. Oh. And also, wow. um, I grew up in a house that was literally haunted. Yeah. Could I interview you one day for my podcast? Do it right now. The Beast Within. Absolutely. You know what? I have an idea. Uh, we we gave uh, Justin a chance to host his. Uh, podcast here, and I think it went very well. Uh, so you know what, our uh, Eslin, why don't we have you host your pod, like a, a short edition of your podcast, uh, and interview Justin about his pos- his possession experience. I, I have spooky stories too. So you, you wait you your turn. I'm just saying, I have two. I'll so. interview the both of you. All right, great. that All sounds right. You great. You want me to do your intro? Yes, I guess we'll discuss my pay later. Okay, great. All right, and now here is. Uh, Aslan Archibald's uh, The Beast Within. Who's a ghost? A beast. Radio 1 presents a spooky podcast with Aslan Archibald. The beast within. Wow. Thank you for that excellent intro. I may record it and use it in perpetuity. Maybe it's just an acapella version of your current podcast. Yes. I was aroused before, but now I'm ready. (laughs) Now please... I'm sitting across from a guest who, in his own words, say, as a young boy, his house was haunted. Mm-hmm. Imagine creaking floorboards, closets opening, 
pantries flying open in the night. Now please, in your own words, describe what you felt in that house as a child. I felt very creeped out. So I grew up in Hawaii, and there's a lot of native legends that tell you what to do and what not to do with your house, in your house, around your house, at the beach, in the mountains, where to go, where not to go. And we had a house that was built in not the correct way. How would you say it was built incorrectly? Well, see, in Hawaii, you're supposed to have a door... That leads both to the ocean and one that leads to the mountains. Beautiful. And the reason for that is so the spirits can come in and they can exit on the other side like a straight path. Why couldn't the spirit just turn around and go out the way he came? I guess native Hawaiian spirits are just very particular. They like linear paths like that. They like paths that lead exactly to the place they're going and entrances as well. No review. On a Hawaiian spirit. Yeah. Now, what would you say was the scariest moment you can remember living in a haunted Hawaiian hell house? Well, <laughs> the, 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 every night at about uh, 1, uh, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. sometimes, I would hear this uh, very loud stomping down the halls and it would come it would go down the hallway and uh, my room was at the end of the hallway and when the stomping which was about this kind of rhythm was like boom 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 i would say a light tapping did it come in threes uh it came in i believe usually about six or seven steps down the hall and then at the end, you would hear like a, like a, something was hitting the ceiling. Now, because you didn't have a rear exit, do you think the spirit was trapped in your Hawaiian hellhouse? I think that's entirely possible. Now, how long did you live in such a terrifying state? I was about seven to eight years. Wow. And would you say you yourself had ever become possessed? It's possible. There was one time where I was asleep and I had a bunk bed that I shared with my brother and I had the top bunk bed. And there was a time where I was asleep and I got out of bed and I crawled down the ladder to go to the floor and went down the hall and, and walked about 100 feet and w- woke up walking in a walking chair. But I wasn't conscious for any of this. I just kind of somehow slept, walked down the stairs and, and was rocking back and forth uh, in a rocking chair. And I woke up and it really scared me. Now, when you came to, did you think to call the authorities? <laughs> well, my father actually was part of the authorities, uh, my dad was, uh, at the time, a sergeant on the police force in the local Hawaiian police station. Now, when you ran upstairs and said, Daddy, Daddy, I woke up rocking in a chair. What did he say? He said, go back to sleep. Wow. Callous parents. Another 
monster within. A little bit. There is a lot of good uh, and uh, that my father imparked, imparted on us, but he was not a believer at all. Uh, I found out when I turned 18 that my mother had scary experiences than I did. She woke up apparently one day and had a floating figure of a woman about six feet above floating in apparition. And she never told us until I was after past 18. Did she know who this apparition was? No, she, did, she didn't. She had no idea. Um, but she did call a kahuna, which is the Hawaiian priest. And the kahuna came around, and what they usually do is they have a special type of leaf, and they have uh, holy water, and he doused holy water around certain parts of the property. And he did a lot of prayers, and he told her at the end of it, this, this house is built on an area where in the early 1900s, there was a lava flow. And the lava flow destroyed the entire neighborhood, and hundreds of people were trapped in their houses and burned to death. And he said, it's possible that there are many spirits around here that are visiting you that are from that period. Wow, you've given me chills. <laughs> Imagine how I felt the whole time. Quite chilly, I'd say. Yeah. Which is ironic, because Hawaii isn't cold. Yeah, and also because we were living literally on a lava flow. Literally. Wow. Flowing under your feet at all times was molten lava. And perhaps even scarier, the spirits of the deceased. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they traveled in that way or, or not, but uh, we certainly had the effects on the ground of them being there. There was a lot of other sort of scary things that happened. The standard sinks would drip, you know, those sorts of things. You'd hear it, and then you would go there, and you could never find the source of water. Wow. I must say, I started this conversation aroused. Quickly went to ready. But now, I'm gonna blow. Now, Lauren Dupree, you yourself said you've also experienced the spookies. Yeah. Please, enlighten us with your stories. Um, I mean, There's been a lot, but there was one uh, where I was uh, actually at Michael's ex-girlfriend's house a long time ago. And, uh... There's a ghost in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... And I was trying to fall asleep, and I looked at the door, and there was a very large man, like, I don't know, six four, six five, he like, very huge man, and he was covered in a cloak, and he was pointing at the window. And he just stood there pointing at the window. How long was the spirit... In your presence. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I got kind of spooked. I was only, I was probably 14 at the time. So I, uh, like, I looked and I, like, like blinked a few times and it didn't go away. And I was like, huh, okay, so there's something in the corner. So what did you do? I hid under the blankets like a regular child. 
and then it just disappeared. I I mean, I it, Or did you fall asleep? I that's the thing. I don't really remember. Like I remember seeing it and then like as I like covered my face, I remember seeing it still just like with its thing and then the next thing I knew it was morning. So it was like time just kind of dissipated. Wow. Yeah. It was weird. Michael Dupree. Yeah. Can you corroborate this story? I was not present. He actually <laughs> was. You actually were. I was in the room? You were. You were asleep. Hmm. Yeah. Did you yourself sense any spirits in the room? Uh, no. I don't think so. I wasn't awake, though. Would you yourself say you've ever experienced the supernatural? Uh, now, I typically am not really much of a believer in the supernatural, but I will say when I was a little baby boy, like, must have been really young, like four years old or something like that, I do remember sleeping on the couch with my mom, uh... And I woke up, and there was like a, like a green figure, like you know, like when you close your eyes, like blink a lot, and you start to see like the little like sparks and spinklies. Uh, it was like that translucent kind of look, and it was just kind of like slowly waving. Yeah, there the house that we uh, had before, like the house we gr- we grew up in, it was a real creepy house. I saw like red eyes in my closet. I saw like people dancing in the di- in the dining room. Wow! Wow! Yeah. And uh, then yeah. I then I heard like a car, like speed by outside, and I looked back at that, and I looked back, and it was gone. Maybe it had just driven too fast. Yeah, maybe. Now, before we go, I want to go around the table, and I want you to list in three the most terrifying things. You can think of. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll start. Um, oh, I guess Michael will start. <laughs> Please, go ahead. Um, I'm not the motherfucking host. <laughs> okay, all right. You can decide it will start. Michael, please. Okay. Um, getting bit in the crotch by a large dog is one, the number one most terrifying thing. Number one, protect your giblets. Continue. Uh, number two, standing on top of uh, like a very tall skyscraper, like uh, the Empire State Building, and then like accidentally like falling over. So a general fear of heights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say like a loved one being like murdered. Too real. <laughs> now, quickly moving to my left. Me. Are you making fun of my voice? No, I just talk in a British voice sometimes because I like them. Uh, Okay, so mine would be um, uh, like a house fire, definitely. Um, Another one would be um, getting like you're sitting somewhere and some like uh, like a group of people come up to your car and trying to you know like kill you or you know like or like like getting shot up in your car. That's actually like something that could actually happen because it happens on the lodge a lot. Um, and then the third would be, uh, mm, probably someone like, uh, like, like, uh, Leatherface living in your, in your city. Like someone that's going to like just kill you. Something like that. A straight up 
Serial murderer. Yeah. Wow. I'm chilled to my marrow. Now, moving even further to my left, your three biggest fears. Yeah, for me, I think it's uh, burning alive in Mm -hmm. any kind of form of that. Uh, Which is ironic, because you grew up over molten lava. Oh my gosh. True. I think there's a lot to that. I think that's part of why the fear. Uh, The second one would be extended period of torture, and I'm thinking, like, really, it's kind of a fear of something unknown torturing it, I think would be a big kicker. Like, Mm -hmm. if, if, like, the Mothman or something... Were tickling your feet in the night as they poked out from the bottom of your blankets. But when you looked, there was no one there. Yeah. And then imagine that but over a matter of a huge extended period of time. Like an entire night's sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then you die at the end. <laughs> you die. Wow. And your third. And my third uh, would probably be... <laughs> my third would probably be uh, dying suddenly and not even being able to, uh, like say, being having a hit in the head that was just not foreseen oh, at all. Yeah. And not only do you not be able to prepare for it, but, uh, you know, it's just a very unsolved way to die. But you're also not wearing any pants. That <laughs> would be terrible. Or if I, like, actually, you know how people crap themselves? Yes. After death? Uh-huh. Like, if you did that, re- like, had the worst diarrhea anybody yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same when my father disappeared. You had diarrhea? Yes. I shit my trousers from brim to brim. (laughs) From brim to shining brim. Yes. Now, if I'm reading the room correctly, I would say your biggest fear, all three of you, is death. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's right. Say that, yeah, varying different ways of dying, but yeah, I'd say ultimately death. that's pretty scary. I would say. You seem very proud of yourself for deducing that. It's only life's second journey. Thank you. This is Ben Aslan Archibald with The Beast Within. Wow, that was fun. Thank you. Thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. Uh, that is our show. Uh, Aslan, where can people find more from you? They can find me in the spiritual realm if they just know where to look. Uh, Justin, where can people find more from you? Uh, PlanetAntPodcast.com. Uh, currently, PlanetAntPodcast.com slash incubator. Uh, and in the future, it'll be PlanetAntPodcast.com slash improv And also local theaters, like a lot of us sitting here. Nice. And Lauren, anything you'd like to plug? <clears throat> Just follow me on Instagram, at Lauren Dupree. I have funny Instagram stories. I'm so jealous that you got at Lauren Dupree. You know, at Michael Dupree is impossible. I don't know how I got because I originally, my, my Instagram handle wasn't that, and I just randomly changed it to Lauren Dupree one day, and I, it was fine. Lucky Dupree. So I'm keeping it that. Or Twitter, at Pop Icon Lauren D. At Pop I, I don't really use Twitter, but yeah, at Pop Icon Lauren D. Great. <laughs> uh, well, that's our show, you guys. It has been a heap Heap loads of fun. Uh, we got a lot done today, I feel like. <laughs> Some would say 
too much. much. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so we'll be back next week with Zizi Vava. Bye. Bye. The Michael Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.